time to game classy. Are you, are you ready? There you go. Did you hear the little ding? I did. I did. I did hear the little doodling. Yes, that means we are recording. Hey, all right. I do miss the uh, recording in progress. Yeah, we will we'll always lament the fact that Zoom, you know, pretty much screwed itself over, pooped its pants from us trying to uh, exploit it by not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything should be like WinZip. Yes, exactly. Everything. You know, it's like you know, you could pay for Zoom. You know, you can throw us a buck here, throw us a buck here, do like the Wikipedia thing. You know, get Jimmy Wales or whatever his name is over to be like, could you donate five dollars to Zoom? I don't know why I sound like Michael Kine. <laughs> I on that day, sir, I won't want to. The size of a tangerine. <laughs> size of a tangerine. I just rewatched that scene the other day. It made me laugh so much. I'm like, <laughs> it's it's so utterly ridiculous. I mean, it's a it's a good scene. Don't get me wrong, and it's it, it gets its point across, but it's parodied so much with the size of a tangerine. The size of a tangerine. I I think it's because he says tangerine and not some other type of fruit. You know, like if he was like the size of a peach. It may maybe just like a tangerine. Like he goes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, the the tangerine is kind of like an esoteric fruit to choose, huh? It's just it's a weird fruit. It's I don't think it's it's anyone's go to fruit for describing the size of something. Yeah, I'd agree. (laughs) It's just like. It's the size of a durian. What? What the hell are you talking about? How big Dur- is a durian? What? Durians are durians are kind of big. I know that's what I'm saying. I but I, but a, a, like a tangerine, it's like there's other equivalent fruit that are probably like a size of an orange. But I don't <laughs> think I I don't think Michael Caine can say orange. Uh, size of an orange. Yeah, I don't know. We should ask him. <laughs> Michael Caine, can you say orange? Of course I can say orange. Of course I can. <laughs> Are you making fun of the way I talk? <laughs> what's what's wrong with the way I talk? <laughs> fresh in your drink, Governor. It's fresh in your drink, Governor. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Game Classy. Uh, I love the Simpsons. Where we where we well, will make fun of your accent in do a poor imitation. Yeah. Um speaking of, you know what I watched yesterday? What did you watch yesterday? I watched Thanksgiving thanksgiving it's just called thanksgiving the horror movie oh, oh i thought that was thanksgiving no it's the thanksgiving i believe is a different movie thanksgiving was a uh is the eli, new eli roth horror movie oh yes there will be no leftovers there will be this year there will be no leftovers and when they said that in the movie me and uh kevin both cheered <laughs> <We're> like, <"Yay!" laughs> um uh, so how was it it was you know i have to say the opening 20 minutes 15 minutes may rival ghost ship as my favorite horror movie opening wow i'll say ghost ship ghost ship's opening is pretty incredible yeah it, it, this is a different it's not the same it's not like that balls to the wall like killing mm-hmm. it's just like it's a build-up that's so fun to watch because you know what's coming I kind of it. kind of horror it's like a it's a brilliant act one um and the rest of the movie it's fine it's a very 80s slasher which i approve of okay. You know, it's like, who's the murderer? Who's the guy in the mask type horror movie, which you don't see that often anymore, which I appreciate. It's kind of a, almost a throwback. Well, I'll say that the, the the poster is very much like it looks like a straight out of the 80s. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it for what it was. Um, the ending, you know, I, it's not my favorite, but I think the ending to any slasher movie is never really that great. 
because once you once you know who the murderer is it's like oh okay now they just have to find a way to kill the person it's you yeah, know the, that's, the cleverness that's is kind of wears off that's true. um but one thing i do it goes back to what we were saying earlier is that one of my favorite things in the movie is all of the adults were doing terrible boston accents and i think they were doing it on purpose like, I, think, <laughs> I honestly think it was like part of the charm of the movies everyone's talking like the from boston ah uh, hey i gotta get it gotta go to donkeys and park the car gotta park the car and go to donkeys. <laughs> ah, that's that's a wicked bad accent it's a wicked bad accent yeah exactly like that they were like where you from hanover fuck hanover like, this is exactly what i want in this movie um however like the the there was six kids who were kind of the leads of the movie i just shouldn't say leads it was like only one lead of the movie but there was six kids who were kind of like the friend group none of them had boston accents which bothered me huh. but all of the adults in the movie had boston accents huh so it was like and, and some of the adults didn't some of them did some of them tried harder some of them leaned into it harder i was like i, I was like they should have really made a deliberate choice like eli roth should have said like okay Everybody just do a Boston accent the best that you can, right? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like just, just just do it. <laughs> yeah, just just do it, and uh, and that I think that would have been better. It kind of would have created a a almost like a big budget regional horror movie, which I do enjoy. Those, mm. <laughs> you know, those horror movies that are like centered around one small location, and yeah. like every everyone's like a local type thing. Yeah, that's the like what is it? Um, like. Oh, like, buggy, the, like yeah, 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 yeah. Is the one I always go. This is my go-to like local horror movie. Okay, or what? Uh, Lake Placid. Mm, kind. That's of, a more of a bigger budget. I'm talking like more low budget. Like you know the guys who do it in their backyard. Oh you know, yeah, Wisconsin has a ton one, of those. I'll say, what's the one with the the kids who put their hands on the handprints on the car? Uh, oh God, I don't know that one. I don't know. It's it's a it's an actual it's a local urban myth from around here, and it became a feature film. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you want to like a Chicago local horror movie, just watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's basically my childhood. Um, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's I like you want to see where Joe grew up. Go watch Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Good old, good old Michael Rooker. Yeah, South Side of Chicago. I remember watching that recently and just going like, "Hey, that's that's my house." <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking that's of local horror, did you know who um, that the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's buried less than a five-minute walk from the John Wayne Gacy house. Hey, all right, there you go. That's a that's a Chicago true crime connection made right that's, there. That's a very fun fact. Mm-hmm. And it's you know right by O'Hare Airport. So uh, next time you guys are over at a Anime Con or whatever you're up over at a uh, Rosemont, you can go see the John Wayne Gacy house and Jack Ruby's grave. <laughs> what a fun adventure. <laughs> Well, what else is there to do in Rosemont aside from giving money to the mafia? Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, good time. So, Steve, we got a uh, we got some we got some game classy stuff to talk about today. Do we? Yeah, we got the, we got to talk about the fight phase for uh, the old world. The the world that's old. The world that's old. Uh, they released partial rules for the for the fight phase. Yes. And it's it's very interesting. I think the biggest change, of course, is that if you get um they have now break for breaking, there's three different things that happen. You either give ground, you fall back, or you break and flee. Yes. Yeah, they Which they, I, they added yeah. uh the, they added the war of the ring thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I 
I'm pretty sure that's been around longer than War of the Ring. But yeah, yeah someone said it was from someone said it was an old uh, thing from like third ed fantasy. Which... Yeah, I think I, I was going to say, I think it's from that far back. I've never played third ed fantasy. Neither so, did I. Yeah, it's a little bit before our time. Yeah, for sure. Third ed fantasy has got to be fucking that's got to be like 80s, right? Um, maybe late 90 in early, early 90s, because I think fourth ed came out like around 93, 94. I want to okay, say, because yeah. I mean, but, the first the first fantasy I like saw and like was exposed to was definitely fifth. Mine was late fourth, early fifth. Um, I never played fourth edition, but I had a bunch of the rule books. Um, I played mostly fifth fifth in my early early playing days yeah i mean the first thing i played was second edition 40k <laughs> got a stasis grenade i had i had i had the eldar yeah the i had uh i had a wood elf army for fifth edition that's what i <laughs> my did first. you have did you have those uh the the wood elf with the arm out holding the bow the oh like, yeah of course the yeah, plastics I, I love those plastics oh yeah they were so great Oh, I, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'd like to go back and build a fifth edition Wood Elf Army, but I'm also like, I have so much shit. I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the combat. So, um, things that changed. Did they say that you get that everyone in the front rank gets the fight? I think that's what they said. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me, let me bring up the article. So we're not, so we're, we're having accurate coverage. Um, yeah, so it's like you I, I believe in the new edition, everybody who's in the front rank gets to fight. So there's no like, well, this person's not touching, so they don't get to fight kite thing. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst, actually. I, I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like you you everyone gets to fight in the front rank because um, I think a lot of people are talking like, well, everyone, I'll just do a 10 man front rank. And it's like, eh. but the yes, everyone in the front rank gets to fight. Weapon skill to hit and weapon skill to and, uh, and to wound look about the same as the old style. Uh, yes, it does. It does look like it is um, exactly the same as the old style, because if you have double plus one, that goes to five plus. So yeah. if your weapon skill two, you're hitting on fours against uh, two, three, four. And then once you hit five, it goes to five plus. And then so weapon skill three, you go to five plus when they go to when they're at seven. Yeah, th that that chart does look the same, as far as I can tell. Yes, and so then you, I think one of the minor changes is they changed how combat results end up. So you get plus one for unsaved wounds, I know one point for each unsaved wound, uh, plus one for rank bonus, but it doesn't say up to three like it used to. So I'm wondering if it's like, can you have like infinite rank bonus? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe yeah, it, it does just say plus one point per rank. Yeah, plus you get plus one for standard, plus one for a battle standard, plus one if you're in a flank, plus two if you're rear, which is high ground are, is a new one. Yeah. High ground is a new one. So if if you're if you have the moral high ground while you're fighting, you get <laughs> plus one bonus. Yes. Um, you get a plus one for overkill, excessive wounds, and then other bonuses as applicable. So I don't know what those are, but I know that the high ground is new. And uh, then you get your break test. Which is that if you fail, you give ground. I know, though, if you pass, you give ground. If it's the same or no, if you fail on a modified higher roll, but you pass because of your regular leadership. So if you your normal leadership is a seven, but because of 
all of the the negative modifiers you're you have like a five but you roll a six right or no yeah, the, the only the only way to so the way it works now is if you if you pass your leadership test after modifiers you give ground yes if you fail your, i predicted i predicted you, that on the cast i will stand by my prediction if you fail your leadership test uh modified you do something called fall back in good order well and no then, it's, it's if you're your normal leadership let's say is seven right but because of the negative modifiers you have to roll below a five right and you roll a six you would fall back in good order because technically yes, you failed leadership that's, but that's you, correct but it's you passed your normal unmodified leadership correct Correct. That's what I said. The, the the only way to break from combat now is to roll over your leadership score, like your actual leadership score. Your so actual leadership score, yes. Yes. So if your leadership is 8 and you roll a 9, 10, 11, or 12, that is the only way you will break. Yes. Uh, so like you cannot like so so you can't do the thing anymore where you're like minus 11 and you're, you're auto breaking that all that it means is auto breaking is gone. Yes. The, the, auto breaking is gone. It's, it's a very complicated way to just say that <laughs> like auto breaking is now gone. You know um, what? I mean, this is good for, I think, especially orc players. It's good for everyone. I mean, it's good for everyone who isn't immune to psych, uh, who doesn't have an immune to psych army. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like basically, like across the board, like it's a, it's a huge buff towards like every army that isn't uh, already busted. But I don't think that they they said what fallback and good order is. They did not, but. Uh... I mean, we can only we can only assume that fall back in good order means you're not going to actually turn around and run. Yeah, you're kind of like just backing away, kind of. I guess. Uh, yes. Which is, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll um, see. Yeah, we will. And we then, will of see. course, you have your your overrun and all of that fun stuff. Uh, you know? that, now it it does say there. So there's an now. This gleans something, which I believe is interesting. We'll have to see how that actually plays out. But in the pursuit part, pursuit. Uh, Trivial it does, it does say if a unit flees or falls back, if you catch a fleeing unit, you know, so break and destroy, it's it's cut down and destroyed, which is normal. Yeah. But then it also says if you catch a unit falling back, combat begins again, and the pursuers counts as having charged. Yeah. So uh, that's that's interesting. I wonder if that means that you're actually going to have multiple combats a turn with a. Uh, I mean, maybe. That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, huh. so that that might be that that so that I'm th I'm thinking that's what fall back in good order is is like a very big cuz the drive back is supposed to be like really short if I remember correctly. Yes. Like it's like, or give ground. Give ground is like really short. Yeah, give ground is only like an inch, I think. Yeah, so pr presumably what what I would what I would guess and this is, you know, obviously like they need to explain it, but my guess is if you give ground the unit uh it just it does a follow up, which is a unit that gave ground. You re-enter combat a few inches forward, so you can. It specifically says you can re-enter combat. So if the, if the opponent gives ground, you can choose to just follow up. Like yeah, you can just be like, all right, so we're fighting again. You can also restrain, so you just leave them out of combat. And then the other one is pursue, which is a unit that flees or falls back. So yeah, I'm not sure. There's going to need to be a little bit of a clarification there, but it seems like there's going to be multiple melee combats resolved in a turn. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, I mean, it should be good because one of the biggest problems with uh, fantasy was just you know time. Like it just like games. Not not that the not that the games actually took so long, but you only had so many actual like active turns to fight stuff. 
Yeah. So like bogging shit down was like an obnoxious strategy that was very effective. So if you get multiple fights in a turn, that means that that immediately like kind of like nerfs damage sponges from being able to just draw games. You got to say it like Paul Hollywood. Sponge. Sponge. Go to hit yes. this sponge. Your sponge is dry, mate. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so, you know, we got the fight phase. I think the only th I don't know what we have left in terms like because the fight phase combat. We have combat shooting movement strategy. Oh, morale is the last one that we would need to, to see and morale and psychology, which I know you're very interested in. Yes, I am. So we get so we'll we'll be able to figure out if it's uh if it's going to be as broke busted as seventh eighth edition as opposed to kind of broke busted as fifth sixth edition. Yes, I don't think it will be. I think I, well, I mean, also they specifically stated that there's no demon armies. So, <laughs> well, you know, and that's something interesting because that's going to lead into what we're talking about with uh, AOS. But I read a really interesting rumor of why Skaven is not included in the original Old World releases. And it's because the next edition of AOS is supposedly going to have Skaven as the big bads. So they don't want to have Skaven in both the Old World and AOS. They're really kind of separating out the armies that are going to have a large AO, uh, AOS footprint from the Old World. So Skaven and Vampire Crowns are two in particular, because right now, a lot of the undead stuff is really big in the AOS and especially the, um, the ghouls. The ghouls are like huge right now. They've got yeah. a whole major release going on. They, they look very cool. I like yeah. the, I like the gigantic ghoul king. He's pretty dope. Yes. And which is funny because he's the ghoul king from a from from uh, the old world. Yeah, that's the idea. Is like he's like he is like he's just gotten that old and that big. I know he's great looking. It's a great looking figure. Yeah, it's a great looking model. I really like the new release. I think it's I think it's really good. I think they all look really nice. Um, yeah, it should be a fun army. It's they finally have more than one infantry unit. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, they got like a whole bunch of stuff now, um, including that giant uh, courtier, the the one that looks like a the giant bat. Bat. Yeah, very, very cool. I also really like their not Pegasus Knights, the Bat Riders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys look great. I, I do really like the idea of them thinking that they are true nobility. It's just like it's a fun little concept. I like it. One of the best uh, AOS lore books is uh, it's told from two perspectives. It's uh, the Stormcast that are fighting the ghoul army and then the ghoul army. So, like, there's a part where uh, one of the book. I would like to read that one. Uh, it is. Hang on. I will find it. Um, I'll, I'll find the name for you later and I'll link it to you. But like, right. there's so there's there's one part where like the the ghoul is like from his perspective, he's like issuing like a noble challenge to like a Stormcast champion. He's like he's like face me on the field of battle, Sir Knight. I've 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 witnessed your skill. And then it like cuts to the Stormcast perspective, and the ghoul's just like gibbering, like spitting spit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 murlocking. <laughs> yes. he's murlocking. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Forgot about murlocs for a second. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, Murlocs. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's good. Yes, uh, but yeah, yeah they, they. So they, we we got to, you got to see all of those at the at the World Championships of Warhammer. Uh, uh, there's N Nagash, the Undying King. Okay, that is that is one that has uh, that has a lot of uh, uh, POV perspectives from them. I think that's what I'm thinking of. And then uh, uh, Ghoul Slayer as well. Ghoul Slayer has a ton 
Oh, that might, yeah, okay, that's the that's the Go Trek one, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the Go Trek one. Yeah, Ghoul Slayer, Ghoul Slayer has a ton. I would definitely recommend Ghoul Slayer. Ghoul, yeah, so Nagash the Undying King and Ghoul Slayer, those are the two that have a lot of Flesh Eater Court perspective stuff. <laughs> um, so, uh, so speaking of the World Championships, just a couple of the releases. There's a new model for Orican the Diviner. So if you if you have read the Orican book, the, the Necron Orican book, which is um, the Infinite and the Divine, which I think is probably one of the greatest 40K books that's been released in probably the last 10 years. If you haven't read it, go read it or you read get the audiobook, which is also pretty great as well. I do like um, Necrons. It's a, not even if you like Necrons, if you just it's just a fantastic sci-fi book. It's two old Necro and two old enemies that are just constantly fighting across 10,000 years of being Necrons. And it's kind of like it's a very much that trope of like they kind of seem like they were lovers at enemies one point. to lovers. <laughs> yeah, enemies. Oh no, they were lovers to enemies. Oh, lovers to enemies. Yeah, yeah lovers they, to enemies to lovers. They're kind of like two old gay men who are just angry at each other, nice. and it's kind of wonderful to read. Just having a um, falling out. Yes. And then there's a bunch of dark angels that it's like, oh, they look like dark angels. Great. The dangles. Uh, nothing fun there. Like the Orican is is fine. It's just it kind of looks like the old Orican model. Um. There's some new Oryx for uh, Underworlds, the Stab Lads. I can't believe that they're still doing Underworlds models. I, I can't believe lie. it either. I mean, good for them. But I mean, they really changed that game since the last time we played. It's like a completely different system now. Not system, but a completely different play collect style. Yeah, because it's, it's mostly like it's mostly like just you get the box and you do the thing. Yeah, pretty much at this point. Um they did release though Horus Heresy Assault Marines, so plastic assault marines for the the new beaky armor. But I think it was really funny because beakies. Because I, the original joke was when they released Legionis Imperialis or uh, Legions Imperialis, the the epic when they first showed it, they had plastic assault marines there, and I was like, huh, looks like the uh, epic is getting plastic assault marines before Horus Heresy is, and it was everyone was like, ha 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 ha, and here it is. You know, four months later, after the um, delay, massive delay of four months, and Epic still got out the plastic assault <laughs> marines before the 32 millimeter scale Horus Heresy. Phenomenal. Um, yes, and uh, according to the last episode of the podcast, um, we were correct. Literally an hour, not even an hour, like. 15 minutes after I posted the pad podcast, they were like, Hey, it's up for pre-order guys. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking right. I knew it. God damn it. It does not that it matters. Yeah. People seem to be kind of excited about it. Uh, maybe, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get, I don't think a two faction game is uh very exciting. Um, well, I was going to talk about it in a minute just about, so we'll, we'll hold on to that thought. Cause that's what I wanted to talk about after this. Um, they released the uh, Atoros Venator for Necromunda. That's the cool car thing that they used to have for the Elysian drop troops. Oh yeah, the choo-choo. It, yeah. like, it looks like it looks like a train, right? No, no, no. This is like a little dune buggy. Oh, okay, different thing. Yes, this is a little dune buggy. It was for the Elysians. Little uh, back dune in the buggy. But now it's like for now it's for the um, what's it called? The uh, Arbites, I think, use it now. Yes, the Ar Arbites. The judge, the judge dreads. I am the law. I am the law. But they don't look like Judge Dredd anymore. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Probably a, uh copyright or whatever. 
I mean, I'm 100% sure that's the reason. Yeah. Now there's a, a new kill team for Night Lords that actually looks pretty badass. Um, if you, um, I just, that, that's what Chaos Marines should look like to me, are Night Lords. And so the, this new box set is like, yes, this is what Chaos Marines should look like. I really, I, I dig them. I don't think I'm going to buy the box set, not in the least, but I think it's pretty cool looking. <laughs> Night Lords are cool. Um, they're, they're, they're cool in like, I really like the crow in the 1990s kind of way. Yeah. Who didn't like the crow <laughs> in the 1990s? Yes. I played Vampire the Masquerade down at the Riverwalk in Naperville. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that with a, with a buddy during my D and D game. We were talking about, um, the Vampire the Masquerade. There were there were a couple of big games. There was there was a big game in Naperville. There was a big game in Lombard, and there was a big game at COD. Yes, and That's we're just were. talking about how it's like you don't see that anymore out here. And I go, well, Vampire the Masquerade. There's a lot of problems with the player base. Well, it kind yeah. of it also kind of fell out of favor as well. Well, yeah, I, I was like, after they released Gehenna in the early 2000s, I know a lot of players dropped the game. Yeah. And but the also there's like a lot of players. It became like way too sexual for some people. That's true. And it's like, oh, I want to play this fun game. Well, we're going to have to play the vampire and we're going to bite each other. Like, oh, it's <laughs> like, come on. You know, we don't I've been really trying, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like we we don't need to be this uh, this sexual about the game. Um, we're we're playing pretend to be vampires. I I you know it's there there is an issue with adult men role playing where it's like why does everything got to be sexual with you man? You know just go <laughs> get, get on Fet Life and just play out your fantasies that way. I want to play my vampire game. <laughs> get on Fet Life. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying this isn't for for the sexual thing. It's true. I mean, we should have things, you know, uh, appropriate actions. Yeah, we don't. Not, not everything has to be sexual. Like my vampire game doesn't need to have sex in it. I mean, like, it, maybe it could, but you know, it doesn't have to be the focus here. I'm trying to negotiate a, a truce. I blame the I werewolves blame and the vampires. I blame interview the vampire. Really? I I blame Buffy. Ooh, Buffy's a good call too. Yeah, I blame I mean, both. Yeah. Well, interview with the vampire, I think was <sighs> no, because Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the reason that I think Twilight was Buffy fanfic, right? Uh, no, no, no. Twilight was um, uh, oh, what was Twilight? I know it was inspired by Gerard Way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing, Hang on. You know, Twilight. But was... I, I, I swear, I think it was Buffy fanfic. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was something else. It was a fanfic. It was a fanfic, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it was Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Grey. No, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fanfiction. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what it was. That. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right, so right, Fifty right, Shades right. of Grey was was you know. So the 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 meme is is that. Uh, Gerard Way, when he when he was writing a whatever the fuck that band was a fall not Fall Out is it Fall Out Boy I don't remember but his emo band he was inspired by September 11th to form an emo band. Um, Stephanie Meyer who wrote Twilight was inspired by that band uh, to help write my, that. Twilight was Twilight was My Chemical Romance fan fiction. My Chemical Romance. There you go. That not Fall Out Boy. My Chemical yes. Romance. Yes. And then uh, 
the person who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey was inspired by Twilight, so therefore 9-11 cost uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. There we go. That's what it was. Okay. Yes, that's that's the that's the meme. But I, I, I think Twilight actually was like Buffy fan fiction. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Who cares? I don't read any of that stuff. I only read the greatest Warhammer fantasy novels. Yes, exactly. Um, and then... The thing I want to talk about you about with you is the Necrolith Bone Dragon. I think it looks dope. I'm excited about it. The I just like anything that's called a bone anything. Yeah. Bone yeah. dragon. A, a bone lord, a bone dragon, a bone, bone saw. saw. <laughs> bone saw. Ooh, you come down here. Did your mama make that outfit for you? Ooh, uh, you know, there's an edit. There's an edit of Macho Man, which is just 14 seconds of him breathing, where he's like, ooh, 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 and then he's like, get me to the boiling point, and it's over. It's the funniest fucking shit. I fucking laugh. Cream rises to the top. That's right. Always to the top with the cream of the crop. <laughs> so much cocaine. Oh yeah, that dude was on an, an absolutely absurd amount of cocaine. Are you gonna watch the Steel Claw when it comes out? The Steel Claw? I have not yeah. heard of the Steel Claw. What is the Steel Claw? It's a very serious like wrestling movie that's being put out by, I think, uh, A24. Oh, is it it's a sequel a... to The Wrestler? No. I mean, it kind of looks like it almost, now that you mention it. But it's, um, uh, is it called Steel Claw? It's, something, it's like the, or the Iron Claw, maybe? Mm -hmm. I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta look this up. It's about okay. like this wrestling family. It's the and... Iron Claw. It's the Iron Claw. Yeah, the Iron Claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's real. A, it's uh, it's about the Von Eirich brothers. Yeah, and I I don't know who any of them are and anything like that. But uh, I just I was wondering if you were if you had heard of it if you were excited because I know you're kind of a wrestling fan. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was a I was a huge big wrestling fan. You know, back in the day. Uh, uh, I haven't I haven't watched wrestling in forever, but uh, I mean, I do I do think wrestling is the most ridiculous shit ever. Like the fucking clip of John Cena talking about Osama bin Laden is the fucking most hilarious shit ever that just it's so it's so uh, wrestling is so surreal, like watching like like wrestling clips is like just like it's like, is this like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, we've compromised to a permanent end. Osama <laughs> bin laden <laughs> and everyone's like yay <laughs> it's fucking insane <laughs> yeah i i don't know i don't know too much about uh uh yeah i liked the i think we've talked about it i watched the superstars in the attitude era yep that's, um, that's where i watched most of the stuff and then everything else is kind of clips yeah i never was like a huge uh anything after that like my son likes watching it every once in a while but then he goes like all right while we're watching wrestling, we're going to wrestle. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then I try to wrestle him and he's like, no, 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 you don't do anything. You just let me pin you. <laughs> or you just let me hurt you while I, while, while we watch wrestling. That's and that's kind of what it becomes. Uh, I also really like, there's a, there's a current wrestler who I think is hilarious. His uh, gimmick is uh, he's like so good. He doesn't need to use his hands. So he wrestles with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's pretty funny yeah yeah that's it is really funny there's like there's a there's a clip of him like kind of like just like softly like kicking another dude's shins when he's with his hands in his pockets it's really funny what about the person who lays the legos on the mat and then slams the guy onto the legos oh not the legos that's 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 too far he's bringing out the legos bringing out the legos by god by god <laughs> 
yeah there was a preview for it yesterday in front of thanksgiving and i was like i thought this movie was gonna be a little bit more fun but apparently it's like a super serious movie and i'm like eh. yeah i i i'll i'd pass on it actually to be honest that like sound if it's out of my alley <laughs> I would like to see a Boogie Nights style movie about wrestling that was that's kind of like the heyday of 80s, like superstar wrestling. But it's like it's fun to watch. But there's like you get a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with a lot of the cocaine and the abuse and all of that shit. Yeah. A silly, physically a, hurting their body. A, a, I would I would I would be also be found for like a just a silly movie. Like that's that's also good. But you don't need a silly movie because wrestling in and of itself is silly. But I would like to see that like true. Yeah. I would like to see like a a kind of what I'm saying with the Iron Claw is, is that it's just all serious. And I'm like, there's you know, you got to have some fun with it because these people didn't do it because it was hard. They did it because it was fun to do. Yeah. And there was a lot of cocaine and, and the drugs. There's a lot of drugs. Yes. A lot of drugs. Um, I, You know, I, I always go to cocaine is my usual 80s drug. There probably was other drugs that people were doing back then. But oh, no doubt. Like, yeah, whereas it was why why weren't people doing more cocaine? <laughs> yeah, I mean definitely. Like, I mean you cocaine like, and quaaludes are all I can think about. Yeah, I mean there was definitely like a huge amount of speed for sure, and then yeah. uh, probably painkillers. That one's less. That one's less. Uh, yeah, it's not as not as fun. Yeah, it's not as sexy. No, because you know what you do on painkillers. Be sad. you just enjoy life. That's what you do. When you're, uh. not <laughs> you're like, you know what? Nothing bothers me right now. Yeah, you're like life is actually not life is worth living. <laughs> it's not that life is worth living. It's just like you know what, that doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> All right, As a person who has like a a, a bunch of painkillers that I I don't use regularly, trust me, I only use them very once in a while because they make me constipated and the come down off of them is horrible. It's just as almost as bad as the pain. But I can tell you. You know, before Thanksgiving, when it's getting a little bit like, I don't want to have to deal with my crazy racist uncle, you take a painkiller, you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> That's true. Suddenly your uncle just seems a little less crazy. I mean, he doesn't seem less crazy. It's just that you just care less about him being crazy. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. Yes. Fair, fair, fair. But anyway, back to the bone dragon before we yes. talk about the bone the saw. The bone dragon. Bone dragon. Bone dragon is ready. <laughs> um, I think some people were complaining about it because of its goofy head um it doesn't look as goofy uh, like so the initial picture it looks goofy as shit but there's a picture from a side angle and it looks fine yeah i think it's i think part of the problem is is that there's two things one it is a model that will never photograph well which is no, not good no. gw has to think about that when they're putting together their models now because because of instagram and that whole like drive to get other people to approve of your paint jobs that you have to have models that photograph well. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that that's the only thing, but that's something they should think about. Um, the head is a little goofy on it, and the paint job isn't that great on it. Um, the paint also job is the, great on the mummy. The choice of uh, in the white, white background. White background. Is, that's pretty. Whew. It's really it's really dumb. If you look, some of the pictures have like a grayish background, and it looks much better. But you probably should have photographed that against a black background, and it would have looked much, much better. Yeah, I, but, I'll concur. But GW doesn't like doing that because their website has is an all-white background, so they don't want to make it look like it's going to clash against the background of the normal website. Is their website an all-white all background? Because I can't fucking tell. Warhammer Community is an all-white background, yeah. 
I see. Yeah, I say because because the fuck I was uh, I was I was making a riff on their new website talking. Oh, their new website. No one knows because no one goes to their new website anymore because it's trash. (laughs) That's right. It's so fucking bad. I tried to find like I literally just tried to find a fucking orc uh, 40k orc starter kit, just like the or the the combat patrol. I was like, I was like, wonder how much the orc combat patrol is. It it took an actual like I found it. Like I I gotta say I didn't find it because I did find it. But holy shit, did it take an absolutely unfucking reasonable amount of time to find that shit? Well, I, you know, I was talking about this with someone. I don't remember who it was, but one of the things that Games Workshop really, you know, shit the bet on with a new website is like the website itself should be a resource for if you are looking up a model to like see like how should I paint this? Is this the type yes. of model that I want? Is this what I'm looking for? Type thing as well as to buy, right? Yes. So it's 100%. like, I want to, I need to buy, or I want to buy something that's, uh, I want to buy a Chaos Space Marine, right? It should be easy to find the Chaos Space Marines and not go through like a thousand clicks. Find good pictures of the Chaos Space Marines that you could either Im- Im- imitate or, you know, do whatever with. And then it should be easy to be like, hey, you're looking at this model. Do you want to buy it? You know, that's the way to get people to buy your shit. Yep. But there should also be with it um, a a kind of an archive when it comes to older models. Like there should be an archive part of the site that says models that are no longer produced by Games Workshop or are out of print. So that way you could be like, hey, you want this Bretonian knight? You know, you could look at the archive section to see it, right? And Games Workshop through their website could see how many people are clicking on what older model. And it's like, hey, we got like a thousand people clicked on this older model. Maybe we should re-release it. You yes, know? I agree. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the um, the old catalog? Yeah, the blue catalog. The yes. great, the greatest catalog ever produced. Yes, the website should just be that. Yeah, exactly. It should be like, hey, look at this one old model. This is you know the old metal GW dwarf slayer model. Blah 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 blah. And it's like there should be a little thing like. It, it or like there's there'll be a counter on that on that site where it says like this model got 18 clicks this model got 32 clicks so that way gw knows like hey this model's got a lot of traction maybe we should re-release this old model in resin or whatever as like a limited time thing so we can you know make some money off of it yep and also then people could go back and look at the old models when they need to or get reference on stuff like that but no they always rely on like another company like a uh what's it called it's woc i think it is uh why can't i think of the name of the fucking website there's a there's um there's a website that keeps all the old gw catalogs like you could they're they're all scanned so you can go and look at them uh you got you got me on this one i don't know (sighs) i know there's the i know there's the like what the fuck was it called the um uh ah shit the the way back same something ah fuck uh, no 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 no. Uh, i know the because the one he's, he's he's got pictures of like the super old ancient games workshop shit right yes it's uh, uh stuff of legends that's what stuff it is. of legends SOL. Yes. yes sol not yeah yeah sol there we go uh that stuff of legends is the place that i usually go to when i'm looking at the old catalogs and that fun stuff yes there it is yeah but um, okay, so Legions Imperialis, I wanted to talk about this because the once everything got released for the box set and everything was set, people started looking at the point costs of everything 
based on the GW, uh, the 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 white dwarf issue that had all the the battle reports and everything in it. Is it basically in order to get the three thousand points for like one side that they showed in the battle report, you need something like three thousand dollars worth of product? Jesus, <laughs> it's like a ridiculous amount of stuff. the The cost of that game to play is insanely high, and that people is, are kind of like, "What?" That is crazy. See, that's yeah. the thing. I didn't think it was that. I didn't. So that 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 that's a good example because like I didn't think it was that expensive because uh, I was fooled apparently because I was just like, oh, everything's fifty bucks and the box is two hundred. I guess it's not that expensive of a game. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, way higher. Um, the, pre- the 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 MSRP per box is misleading because of how many boxes you need, right? That's the yes. That's basically it. So. Yeah. You know, what my thing is, is like when it was originally re- released, um, here we go. So the, the price to play 3000 points is $800 MSRP, $1,010. And the other one it to play is $800 off the two costs. So it's like just to play a 3000 point game, it's going to cost you upwards of a thousand dollars for a side game of games workshop. I'm not talking like 40 K. This is. <laughs> epic this is not something that should cost that much that is crazy yeah and that's from uh spiky bits which i don't actually always yeah. recommend but it's it's you know it's, it's also funny too because when you think about that when you think about it like this epic used to be a um uh an inexpensive side game well i think all the gw side games should be inexpensive to play they should be one of those things that games workshops like hey, people are getting a little tired of 40K right now. We should have a side game that they could play to kind of refresh them and get them back into 40K later. Hey, and not let them forget about 40K. So we have Kill Team or Legions Imperialis. They should never be more expensive than the base, than the core game to play. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's always what's great about um, like Warcry and stuff like that is like base cost is 30 bucks or I shouldn't say 30. It's like 60 bucks for your, for your little war band. And that's it. And you could use your own figures from your own armies to play. Yes. And so that, but it'll always bring you back to AOS legions. Imperialis should always bring you back to 40 K, but no one's going to play it for a thousand dollars. If that's what they need, what they're going to do is they're going to spend $200 on a 3d printer and then print all their shit. <laughs> Like, I uh, yeah, that's that seems pretty likely. I mean, that's fucking that's crazy. <laughs> that I is, mean, that is, a, that is a wild amount of uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll post it on our I'll post on our discord. I have printed out close to 3000 points of legions imperialis just for myself. Um, and I'm not doing it because I really want to play the game. I have one guy I know who wants to play the game and I'm going to play with him, but I'm doing it just to kind of prove the fact that it doesn't <laughs> that to print it like to, that's is just as good as the GW stuff is super cheap. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, well, that's like I, I'm that's so there's that's one of the things where like I, I do think like in, in that game specifically like that scale, that's like that's where 3D printing is like incredibly good. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I th- I think for most 40k stuff, 3D printing is great. So, yeah, I'm well, you know, I I I I'm still I'm still on the fence simply because of the material. I you know I don't want the resin. I want the. Yeah. Well, I, you I, also play AOS, and 3D printing's not great for AOS. This is true. That is um, true. It mainly because AOS is so IP specific, and many many things. There are people who do. Um, 
sort of lookalikes of AOS stuff, but it's never as it it just it's off enough that you're just kind of like me. I do yeah, you know doesn't look right. It doesn't look quite right. Old world, don't even worry about it because there's so much stuff for it. Um, oh yeah, oh I mean old world, you're gonna have you have there's there's like infinite options for old world. There's 3D printing. There's there's so many other companies that make fantasy models. Yeah, um, and not to mention the fact that for a long time you could buy actual Games Workshop fantasy models for next to nothing. Right, right, pretty. right. But yeah, the Legions Imperialis, it was A, um, delayed for four months, B, cost that much, yeah, that's and C, you get two armies that are incompatible in the core box, so you can't combine them to one army. Like, so it's even less cost effective. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, I, I just, I... It's it's pretty, well. I mean, I presumably yeah. you'd want to split the you'd want to split the core box, which is like okay, yeah, like fine, like I get that, like that's the it's like okay, we're gonna split the core box, but minus that part, like the fact that you need so much more shit than what is offered in the core box is like that's that's the part that that I'm like, no, I'm good. Well, it's always it always makes me laugh about um about Horus Heresy, anything Horus Heresy, right? So Legions Imperialis is a Horus Heresy game, so it should be Marines versus Marines, right? Yeah. Yes. And anytime you have a game like that where it's like you everyone should be playing Marines versus Marines in H Horus Heresy. That's what makes Horus Heresy fun is like pretty much everyone everything's baseline the same and there's like a bunch of special stuff inside. Right. There. And that's the and I was about to say like that's the only reason that Horus Heresy works as a game is because there's so many like there like there's two factions but many armies in Horus Heresy. Yeah, so it's like anytime, but the 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 real truth is, is anytime you have a game like that, where it's like, this game works if everybody plays Marines, there's always going to be like, everyone else in your game group is going to want to play the one army that's different. So they're like, you're like, okay, we're going to play Horus Heresy. I'm going to play the, I'm going to play Imperial Guard. I'm going to play the Admech. I'm going to play the Custodes. And you're just like, God fucking damn you all. You suck. <laughs> Every one of you is a terrible human being. It's like, anytime someone says, hey, Hey, we should have a Necromunda campaign. And then there's the one person who's like, I'm gonna play the spires. And you're like, God damn it, why do you have to play the one army that breaks everything? Yes, yeah, so why do you have to play the actual like army that ruins the fucking game? Yeah. We're gonna play, we're gonna do a battle, uh, a battle fleet gothic army. I'm gonna play the Necrons. God, I've got a Necron army. It's like, oh, okay, well, where you're not playing there, now. There goes the there goes the battle fleet gothic. Yeah, I mean, it's like seriously, every time, and it's always the same fucking person who's doing it, right? It's always that guy who's um older who's slightly balding has glasses overweight who's and, and it's like periphery of your game group where you're just kind of like you keep them along because you know they have a bunch of stuff and they can play but it's always that person who wants to bring the one broken army into your game counterpoint it could also be the one guy who accidentally has the broken army like and who wants to do the same faction that they play in 40k maybe sometimes like because like, i mean like if they're a necron player in 40k and they're like i want to do necrons in Battlefield gothic because i play the necrons in 40k like necrons in 40k suck ass so you know <laughs> so it's yeah, not that they're it's not that they're a power I game. Yeah, yeah. no I, I always it's like i i it's like that but the, the other person i hate for 30k it has nothing to do with what we're talking about is the person who's like 
I play Dark Angels, so I'm just gonna play Dark Angels and Horsehair. So like, no, we're we're doing like a build thing where we're we're building up our army over time, so we could, you know, play smaller games and then get bigger. Well, well I already have a Dark Angel army, so I'm gonna play, but they don't look like 30k Dark Angels. It's like, no, I'm just gonna play Dark Angels, and you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm gonna play my Space Wolves, but they don't look like 30k Space. Well, they look the same. It's like, no, they're a different color. It's like, nah. It's like, well. <laughs> This is why no one wants to play games with you. And then there's always person like, how come no one wants to play games with me? Like, this hey, is the man. reason. All I'm saying is that this is why you don't play with randos at the game store. Yeah. I mean, these aren't randos, though. These are people who end up being in your game group. Yeah, that's why you just got to, you know, slowly but surely weed them out. <laughs> slowly yet surely bleed them out. Bleed them out. That's yes. a good way of putting it. But no, I, I've... If, you're, if you know where to look, all of the... Uh, epic stuff in scale with a new scale has already been released uh, through 3D printing. And well, it's, you not, could... it's not a new scale. It's in the Adeptus Imperialis scale. Uh, yeah, Adept Adeptus Titanicus scale. Uh, Titanicus, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a newer scale. Um, well, it's newer than the old Epic, I guess. It's not an Epic. It's not Epic scale. It's not that six millimeter. It's eight millimeter. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's everything's out there. And I, I know I've helped some people already and they're like, are you sure this is all resized? I'm like, yeah, pretty much everything is resized. Um, people just didn't like painting six millimeters. So they were like, oh, we're just going to do everything in. A, I, I mean, I will say I do think doing it as Horus Heresy is incredibly stupid. They should have just done that at Epic because like people actually want to play like orcs and shit. You know, they say they want to, but they never do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, that's the meme. But like they're like. There's always there's always people who actually No, I know there's there's people who would want to play that. But that's the whole the, the whole thing is is Games Workshop realizes that they have less cost if everybody's playing Marines. Right. I mean I get it. It's just cheaping out. Yeah. Well actually I mean, no, it's, it's cheap it's cheaping out, but making the price so outrageous. I don't know. That that's 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 the yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, because like, because because if it was a cost saving measure and they and they made the price not insane, I'd be like, OK, like, I get it. I'd agree with that. But not, but like because the price is crazy, like you'd think because your price is crazy, you'd want to appeal to more players rather than less because your price is insane. I don't know. I, I can't, no, you know, you're you're pretty right. You're, you're right on it. It's like they don't. There's always that. You know, when you take basic economics in American high school class, you always learn about supply and demand and about like cost. Like how much can we put up the cost where people's demand for it are, are yeah, where it's like people's demand starts shrinking off, you know? Right. And it's like Games Workshop always just prices it up a little higher than it needs to. But I always feel that that part of it is because they um they understand they, that if they make it affordable, to, if they make it too affordable they'll flood the secondary market, mm -hmm. right? Because people will just eventually get rid of their shit. Right. So if they make it expensive enough, the secondary market always kind of stays at that point where it's like, uh, it's not quite cheap enough to go secondary to buy used, right? Maybe. I think that's like their, their strategy. I still stand by that they don't actually have a strategy and they just kind of do whatever. Dart at the wall. Yeah, dart at the wall. I still stand by the you dart at the wall. Because there's like there's been so many there's been so many occasions where like there was the rumor for a while where they're like the dollar value is kind of related to how many points the models are. And it's just like that was no. very swiftly, that was very swiftly like nah. <laughs> it's like no 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 not at all. <laughs> nah, 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 It's it's not true at all. Not yeah. true at all. Yeah, it's just uh it's just whatever. Yeah, so I don't know. I am uh 
I, I'd I'd like to know. I I'd really <laughs> like I'd really like to know if there's an actual uh if there's an actual like thought process to it. I still stand by. I think it's literally just dartboard. I mean, it could very well be. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, so that's about all the the GW news that I wanted to talk about. I know it was a lot this week, um, but there you know a lot of stuff happened. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Whatever, you know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm uh I'm I'm doing my Black Friday shopping today, and by Black Friday shopping, I'm just going to the game store today. That's about it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, have you heard the game about the game Wandering Towers? I've not heard about the game Wandering Towers. It's it's an interesting little um, board game that came out. I think it was last year-ish. Uh, yeah, 2022. Sorry, I just brought it up on the Board Game Geek. It looks really kind of like a fun family game. I might try and pick that up today All right. as a... Um, as, it's, a it's, it's from Ebeke Spiel. It's a, of course, so it's a German I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about it's about wizards having to like you go along this track with wizards, but you keep on like wizards have the ability to like move buildings through magic and the towers will like trap other wizards so they can't move along the tra the trail. I think it's 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 interesting looking enough that I kind of like it and it doesn't look too complicated. There's not like a bajillion uh, tokens with it. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it looks like there's all it's like a, it looks like a good pub game almost not a pub game. Um, let's say a um, microbrewery game, like a game where you go to a microbrewery and they uh, they have like those picnic benches set up. And was you're, like, you're uh, was drinking. Like, oh, what is the board game? Board game cafe? I think they yeah, kind of like a board game cafe game. Yeah. But it's small enough that it fits on a small table, so that's what makes it nice. I mean, I do like that. So that was the, I, I, every yeah. time uh, every time I see a picture of like a Euro game and there's just like a million fucking colored cubes. I'm always just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this isn't this is definitely not a million uh, million bits game. This is this, it's only a few like uh, what was the game that I was looking at the other day? Oh, Food Chain Magnet. If oh, you my look God. At, food Chain Magnet is like if yeah, you the first picture on board game geek is a bajillion little cards and tokens and i'm like yeah and people no, fucking, thank you. people fucking love that game they it's do just, it's like the it's like the hot new game yeah i don't i don't get it i i really i, I mean i but i don't understand the board game i don't understand the board game mentality anyway but whatever yeah i i, I, I get like if you had like i i get the the kingdom death style where like you're like this is my game like this is the game i play like i play kingdom death this is I, my game. There are many like it, but this one is mine. There actually aren't many like it, but uh, no, not many. There's like uh, two or three that are like Kingdom Death. That's yeah. about it. Uh, but like, I get it from that perspective, where it's like you know the the, the hobby is this specific game, uh, which makes sense because so many board games are just that level of complicated, where it's just like you know it's like this board game is so fucking complicated you can just keep playing the same board game. But that's not how board gamers work. Board gamers pick up a super complicated board game, uh, kind of learn it. Uh, kind of get their play group to play it. The, the play group is annoyed because the game's too fucking complicated. Yeah. Uh, and then they never, ever play it again. Uh, I, I don't get the, the, the board game player loop is not something I understand. Um, it's not something I've ever really gotten. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've had many, obviously, you know, I'm in the tabletop world. So I've had many friends who are very much into board games and, Every time I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't think I, the only board game I've ever successfully played with multiple people multiple times is fucking House on Haunted Hill. Betrayal. 
Betrayal on the halls at Island Hill. Yeah, that's the only game that I've successfully played because that game requires no fucking investment. It's can you roll dice and read? Yeah, I um, I, yeah, that's a good one. I've always I've always felt like the easiest ones are the ones that everyone knows. It's Carcassonne, uh, Catan, uh, Ticket to Ride. Those are the ones that are easy enough that everybody kind of gets and will play. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 new the new monopolies so to speak the new monopolies yeah that's and and they're not like there's enough like easy strategy in those games that it's like once you learn it you're like oh cool i get this so there's at least it's not like where it's just complete randomness of monopoly or sorry or anything like that um sorry. another game that i was another game that i was thinking of picking up was a nut one from uh last year as well it was uh it's heat have you heard of heat is it based off a of film no, it's not based off the Michael Mann film. By the way, Michael Mann has a as a weirdly enough to so Heat is a race car game, and Michael Mann's new movie is uh, about uh, Enzo Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari, the and, and, and like his racing team. Huh. So that's it's like weird. Yeah. So I mean, that's, it's interesting that you bring up Heat and the that's, uh, the game Heat yeah, is about a, car racing, and you brought up Michael Mann. What a weird little thing. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's like a it's like a, a like a little indie car racing game or not indie car. What am I saying? Um, not car F one, like F one racing game. That's thank you F one because I know I know people are really into F one nowadays. I don't I don't understand it myself. I like the memes, um, but you're just kind of going around. You're just driving around in a big big circle thing. It's not it's not circular like uh like NASCAR. It's not like everyone's turning left. There's there's some more turns in 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 F1, but uh, I don't I don't quite get it myself because for me it's always just like who has the better car, <laughs> you know it's like you know it's like this car goes faster than that car. Well, this car was obviously win, but it's like oh no no this person could drive better. It's like well put the better driver in the faster car and that person's gonna win. <laughs> yes, <You know? laughs> I I don't know I'm I'm I I play mini games. Um, that automatically makes me my arguments invalid on many points. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just like a, it's it's also it's a small uh, it's not very comp. There's not a ton of parts to it. It's more about just like driving around the track and you get boosts and everything else to help you get forward and win the race. It's an interesting how, looking game. How conducive is it to making car noises with your mouth? Oh, it's very conducive. OK, well, then, you know, we're good. Yeah. We're in. Um, <laughs> We're in, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I, those were the two that I was like looking at, like legit. Like, I kind of like this. The only problem with Heat is I don't think my, my wife and daughter would care too much about a racing car racing game. Mm -hmm. My son might like it, but he's too young, so he would be like us making just car noises as we're going around the track. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, do you know what the other hot game is right now? I think we uh, talked about it before. Is uh, Brass Birmingham? Oh yeah, I know everyone's talking about everyone's talking about Brass Birmingham. Too many pieces. Too many pieces. And it's also about Birmingham. Uh, Alabama? No, uh, uh, um, England. Uh, yes, yes. yes. It would be like if we, it would like the equivalent would be like Brass Gary, Indiana. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just like, you want to play a game about Gary, Indiana? The one from the song from a music man? You can, I could tell you are a, uh, you're a special person. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Um, but yes, it's it's a, it's about these places that poison the environment for just being, you know, for for exist. Like humans have have poisoned the environment of these places for due funsies. to our industrialization for funsies. Hey, man, I'm excited about the new thing. Nanoplastics. 
nanoplastics yeah nanoplastics. it's not the new thing those have been around forever they're in our blood no 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 you're thinking of microplastics my oh friend. these are these are different than than uh, microplastics yes this is nanoplastic plastic mm. this is a different thing how exciting that, right you know I, I i'm i'm all for it will it will eventually kill us all off uh we'll see <laughs> we'll see nice. we'll see it will fundamentally change us don't know about killing us off will um well yeah let's let's, let's go let's go for it it'll it, let's say it, uh, it kills us off i'm i'm all about it let's just do it hey let's right. do it to it i i only got a couple years left on this planet anyway before i have a <laughs> massive heart attack <laughs> but you could just choose to stop eating the beef sandwiches now joe I'm from Chicago. I can't. <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, my, my, uh, my friend Dan from Spain, he sent me this, this meme thing about paella, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I've never actually eaten paella. And he's like, you've never eaten paella? I'm going, no, I'm from a culture where we put sa a sausage with Italian beef together on a bun and called it hot cuisine. Like, well, I've never eaten paella, of course. Nice. There's, we're 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 a meat culture here we don't we don't we don't have fancy rice dishes with saffron in it i would love to try it don't get me wrong it's just not something that we generally eat out here <laughs> we have to eat we eat like what our our chicago's contributions to, to cuisine are fantastic and delicious but they are not like something we should really be proud of yeah probably not i mean uh, yeah, I like myself a good deep dish every once in a while. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, I'm all in on the. I've been I've been all in on the health food for like eight years. So I ain't gonna yeah, you, you haven't eaten anything that's like legitimately tasty uh, in a the, long the, time. The worst the worst food I've eaten is like uh, what is it? Uh, I think so, sometimes I'll have a black bean crunch wrap from Taco Bell. So that's probably the worst thing I've eaten in like a long time. Uh, you know, I I admire you because I know that that's gonna help you in the long run. But I also I kind of feel a little sorry for you. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, just feel a little sorry, you know. I, uh, I like, I, I like it. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, I'm not I, as I say, you're gonna live longer, and I'm sure it's, it's fine. But I, I, I just I, feel a little sad. Like, oh, Steve is never gonna taste a delicious sandwich. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I make my own food, and it does taste pretty, 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 pretty good. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it might. I, I sometimes believe that most people just, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, convince themselves that it's good. But no, it's one of those things where like once you stop eating like uh, like sugar and stuff, uh, fruit tastes way better. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was I mean, like, yeah. that's one of the things I noticed. I was just like, cause like, I mean, I'll have like an apple now and I'm like, wow, this fucking apple tastes so fucking good. Like what the hell's going on? Are you, like, oh, that's right. I don't eat pie. <laughs> have you, well, apple pie is delicious. Um, <laughs> have, are, have you crossed over into that white people territory of you, know, the delineation of which apples are good and which apples are terrible? Uh, I, I like all, so I, I'm going to say no, because I like, all apples i've never had a terrible apple so it's this weird thing where it's i i don't understand it myself apparently it's like a, a maybe a suburban thing but i've always been like oh you know like we're going to apple picking this is you know we're gonna get just get a bunch of apples and people are like what kind of apples you getting i'm like red ones and they're like no 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 what type you're gonna get yourself a uh 
Granny Smith. You're going to get yourself a John of Gold. And I'm like, I'm getting red apples. And they're like, well, you, like can't get, cause, cause you can't get this type of apple, Golden Delicious. Those are those are terrible apples. I'm like, I didn't know there were good apples and terrible apples. I think all apples are pretty much just apples. Yeah. Get, <laughs> but I, I, it's that thing where it's this like, you know, you can't you can't have that type of beer because that beer is terrible. You have to have this type of very specific beer. You can't listen to this metal music. You have to listen to this type of metal music because that type of metal music is terrible. And it's like, why do why do you have to like delineate everything down into like these very specific things yeah, i mean pegging things into i mean apples are different from each other like i mean i like honey crisp i like cosmic crisp i like golden delicious like i wouldn't be i, I wouldn't say that golden crisp I, I'm, I'm not gonna say that there's no difference between apples because there's definitely a difference but like there's no such thing as like a good or a fucking bad apple Ah, uh, you you've done it now steve you called down the wrath of white people on <laughs> the, the, there's gonna be a bunch there's gonna be a bunch of uh uh 47 year old white women <laughs> attacking the podcast now no it's it's not it's not a woman thing it's a there's a guys get very very angry about apples really i figured they'd be all in on the craft beer still well, I mean, they're still in on craft beers, too, but they get really angry about, like, if you pick one type of apple over another type of apple. I see. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think you would enjoy getting into an argument about, because I think you would know how to argue with people about apples. Yeah, usually you... the easiest way to argue with people about anything is you just um, you just be contrarian. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, they get, they get, they get to handle it. so mad. They get so mad. Like, if someone if someone is if someone's talking about how much they love ketchup on their steak you just tell them you just go in about how awful that is and if someone's talking about how awful it is to put ketchup on your steak you have to be like no 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 see ketchup on steak has a lot of fine you know you just you just do the opposite of whatever yeah. they say. you got to get yourself some heinz 57 yes that's put right that on thing. there you see the the thing is you're thinking of uh you're thinking of the wrong the wrong type of uh wrong type of ketchup that's the issue here yeah. you're just using a basic ketchup you got to use a, a black pepper ketchup is what you need a spicy ketchup uh, spicy ketchup <laughs> yeah i will say putting any type of sauce on a steak is kind of wrong but that's that's a different thing I, I mean the entire point of it is you it, it's it's if you're using cheap meat like that's yeah the whole, I, I mean like, yes that's literally what it's for like if you're using a if you're if you're eating a cheap steak sauce it up baby or you can sloppy steak it <laughs> so you gotta get the slag gotta pour that water on that sloppy sloppy, say, slap now you boys <laughs> you boys you know make it the sloppy steaks you know have the sloppy steaks I used to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> real piece of shit. I used to be a piece of shit too, young man. <laughs> I think he knows that I used to be a real piece of shit. The hair slicked back. <laughs> eating sloppy steaks. Uh, eating sloppy steaks. There's nothing that prevents night. you from get ordering a steak and a glass of water. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing stopping you. <laughs> any of you guys just go watch. I think you should leave. With yeah, I think you should leave is, is, is incredible. It's so fucking funny. Yes um also detroiters if you have paramount plus which i only have because of star trek um detroiters which is early tim robinson before he went on to do i think you should leave is also very much worth the watch okay it's it's got it's very proto so i think you should leave okay so it's but it's more of like a story as opposed to just like a bunch of weird sketches about like ghost jizz and stuff and horse cocks (laughs) very good yeah yeah Anyway, uh, Steve, do we have any other gaming news to talk about today? Uh, I don't think so. I really don't. It's not not too much. Oh, I mean, uh, there's the Jeff Goldblum Magic Card, which everyone should get. 
Oh, yeah, from Jurassic Park set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Jurassic it. Jurassic Park. We're going to play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you got it's uh it's the uh Ian the convalescent charmer. It's the fucking oiled up oiled up Jeff Goldblum fucking I I the Mad Lads actually did it. It fucking they did I, it. Those, those it, sons of bitches did it. Yep, he I'm always on the lookout for a future ex Mrs. Malcolm. <laughs> I'm always on the <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's got it. Uh, I should watch Jurassic Park today. I, we're watching Die Hard today, so I'm not going to. I wonder how much that card goes for on eBay right now. Uh, it's not out yet. This is the one from it's from Secret Lair. So, okay, so it's not out yet. Yeah, that, that that like there there is a there is a there is a Jeff Goldblum card currently, um, but it's not it's the not, one I'm talking about. It's, it's not, not the sexy Jeff one. Goldblum. Yes, 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 yes. Can I get Jeff Goldblum from the Fly? Uh, not not yet, but that'd be dope. To uh for for um how so basically there's a there's all right um I'll let me I buried the lead a little bit. Okay, so the Jeff Goldblum card from the set is five bucks. It's it's okay. very it's very expensive. The secret layer that I'm referencing is all Jeff Goldblum cards. What? It's, it's thirty dollars and it's all Jeff Goldblum cards. What? Yeah. yeah, it's it's secret layer X Jurassic World Doctor Ian Malcolm. What? Yeah, I'll put it in the Discord. You you better put that in the Discord because I will buy that for thirty bucks and I'm gonna frame all the cards. Yeah, it's it's all it's all Jeff Goldblum cards. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm Maybe I should do that for my for my game room. Um. Just just start replacing all the artwork that I have in it with Jeff Goldblum artwork and just wait to see who notices first. Uh, all right. So I just posted it in general in the uh, in the in the in the discord. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. Like you really you, you, you'll 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 buy it. <laughs> oh, um, oh, one thing I did want to talk about. Um, so I had my uh, my my D&D night the other the other week and um, it actually ended up going really well. The what I did want to mention was I started using a combat board. So I I, I put it up on the Discord, and it's a um, it's a it's a little twelve by twelve one inch square tiles that I got at like Home Depot. I just built a board for it, and I bring it out when we're playing. So my new play style is now, you know, I have all the terrain out there. We they move through the terrain and everything like that, give them an idea what's around there, and. I've created this combat board so that when they get into fights, it's a little more, um, it gives a, a better idea of size and where people are in the combat. It was based off of like, yes, the train that I built for the, the cave to go through is very cool, but you can't have combat in it. It's too small for mm -hmm. what we needed. So that's why I built out this combat board. So we have some really cool looking stuff to put in there. Um, so, I mean, if you if you're interested, go on the discord, which is the best way that you can uh, get in contact with us and, and see what fun stuff we're working on. Um, you can see it in there. It's in the, the tabletop role playing game section that we have on there. And you can see the cool video I made for my little chapter three of Tyranny of Dragons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and, you know, I've, I've talked about before. I'm a huge fan of doing the like combat board style or like dungeon pizza. Like I'm a, I, I do not like square counting for and, and I think I, I think I really figured out it's because I like minis games. So when I'm playing, when I'm playing uh, an RPG, like I don't want to play a minis game. Yeah. So that's, just, that's the big thing for me. It's just like, it's like, I, if I want this experience, I'll play a miniatures game. 
Yeah. I think that as my players get better, it's going to have to get more into the combat board in order to be more D&D, more, more work for D&D 5th. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, because it is. Yeah, it's just that's just because that's how the the game works. It's like fifth edition is so dependent on distance and movement and things like that in combat that it's you can't really do anything the other way, you know. However, I I did yeah, have uh, I, there's too many there's D and D has too many like I do like theatry of the mind, but yeah. in but like, I think I talked to you I think I mentioned to you on Facebook, but like since three D&D has too many, like, very specific measurement-based things. Like, doing stuff like, like, you can move them, like, you can move them, uh, take a five-foot step, or move this guy here. It's like, to get a flanking thing. It's like, a lot of that stuff just doesn't really work without minis. I mean, that's the whole point. It's because they wanted to sell minis. So, like, it's it's, yeah. it's hard to, do, it's hard to defeat the purpose of the game, which was to sell miniatures. <laughs> Yeah, or or just to sell things, you know. Yes, it's not necessarily yes. miniatures; just to sell things. Yes, like whenever you say, whenever Games Workshop changes a rule, it's to sell more things. So whenever a company changes the rules of a game, it's to sell more things. It's not because it makes the game better; it's because they need to sell more things. True, true, true. Make line go up. Yes, line yeah. must go up. I mean, that's not always the truth. I mean, a lot of independent games and and like. The well, cool shit that you're never, like. I, I say we should also we should also caveat anytime we're talking about this, we're always talking about corpos. Like we're never fucking talking about uh you know little indie guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The most uh, indie guys are pretty cool. They're like, if they change something in a game, it's because like, oh shit, this is a glaring flaw in our game system. We need to change this. Or yeah, it's a in- small flaw in our game system, we need to change this. In a big game, it's like flyers are great now because no one was buying buying flyers, so we have to make flyers good so we could sell flyers. Precisely. <laughs> line go up now yes precisely all right anything else that we want to talk about no i think i'm good man all right so uh go to the game classy facebook page it's the best way to find a link to the game classy discord where we actually talk about stuff so here's how you do it guys if you got if the best way to get the link you go to the facebook page you look at the latest episode of the podcast um you put uh you put a comment on there kind of that just says butts and then you click on the discord link and you join our discord yeah. Um, we we are very active on there, and it's a it's a big fun community. We have lots of fun stuff to talk about. Um, Steve's better at communicating on it than I am, just because I've um, I, well, when I have downtime, I'm better on there. <laughs> but uh, but like, yes. comment, subscribe, ring that bell. <laughs> yeah, talk about Star Trek. Um, even though it's it's all over right now, they have no new Trek, and it's very sad. Yes, yes we don't want to have truck for a long time due to the to the strike but now that it's all over we'll hopefully get new truck soon yay i say that saying that discovery is currently on but there's no way in hell i'm watching the new season of discovery hey you know what i i haven't watched it but but at this point it might be good there's enough there's been enough seasons where it could have turned around I mean, it could have very much. I just hate the design of the Discovery ship. It's so stupid looking. Yeah, the little the spinny thing is kind of weird. Like it, it, you know what it is? I figured I figured it out. It, it it's not a main series ship design. It's a gimmick ship design from like an episode. It really is. You're absolutely correct. Like that's a ship that would have been like that ship is that that's a ship that would be like oh that ship was pretty cool, but only if you see it once. That there's was only f- there's only five cards in this Jurassic Park set. 
th that's this so that's a, that's called what that is that's a secret layer so what yeah. secret layer is is it's a limited number of cards that have alternate art that they only do one print run on and you get those cards specifically mm. So that box gets you those five Jeff Goldblum cards, and it's the only way to get those five Jeff Goldblum cards. And once they sell out, you can never again get those five Jeff Goldblum cards. Oh, man. FOMO. FOMO, indeed. That, that secret layer is literally FOMO. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's Jeff Goldblum cards. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. All right. Um, so what else is this card? Um... Also, you could the best way you can help out the podcast is like, comment, and subscribe on the iTunes, and you can like, comment, subscribe on the YouTubes because I put it up there for some odd reason. I don't know why I do that to myself. Podcast is going to be a little late um, on the drop because I will be I will be going to uh, the Museum of Science and Industry uh, tomorrow. Hey, make so sure you tag it as a podcast too because uh, the YouTube Music has integrated Google Podcasts. So, oh, I will I will have to look at that and like kind yes. of make some decisions so, so that's that's a thing because i mean i i actually i only know this because i used to use google podcasts for all my podcasts oh. uh and and so now i can't use google podcasts anymore because it's been integrated into youtube music so there oh. you go well there you go all right uh so uh steve oh you if you want to if you want to see some of my other stuff you can go to my uh instagram page i am at, at game classy joe if you want steve you could see him on blue sky right yeah i'm on blue sky and his his handle is at command throw. That's correct. All right. Is it command underscore throw or just command throw? Nope, just command throw. Uh, it's command throw. Yeah. So Steve, yeah, until next time. Uh, Facebook, please stop recommending me thick women. You're distracting me at work. <laughs> <laughs>